In this episode, my guest hosts, Lissa Figgins and I are diving into the daily struggles that many of us face. It's that feeling of doing so much throughout the day, yet not being able to pinpoint what truly mattered. The constant focus on what's left undone and that never-ending to-do list, which if you're like me, ladies, it grows longer instead of shorter, and it leaves us feeling defeated, especially when it comes to our own perception of time. It's that self-fulfilling prophecy of believing there's never enough time. So join Lissa and me for this two-part conversation about how to redeem your time God's way. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grown-ups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred. It's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mel Vandevoort, and this is Choose Your Next Yes. I have a guest with me today, and I am super excited to introduce her. As a midlife woman, Lissa Figgins has a lot on her plate. She's a wife, an empty nester, a mom, a life coach, a podcaster, a women's ministry leader, a mentor, and a friend. At one point, life was too busy and she found herself showing up on the outside, but not really fully present. Something had to change because it was affecting her faith, her relationships, her work, her wellness, her home, and ultimately her joy. Now, as a Christian time management coach, priorities protector, sorry, I can't talk today, recovering should-do list girl, and I can relate to that. She's the founder of Redeem Her Time Coaching and the host of Redeem Her Time Podcast. Lissa's mission is to inspire and equip Christian women to go from busyness to fruitfulness in midlife and business. And what she loves most is helping women like you discover God really has given you an abundance of time for what you're called to. Welcome to the show, Lissa. I am super excited to have you here today. Hey, Dr. Mel. It is so fun to be here. And I love that your audience will get to listen in on an amazing conversation that you and I are get to have today. Absolutely. Absolutely. In case you guys don't know, which you probably don't, Lissa and I were in a podcast group recently and we got to know each other that way and we learned how to grow our audience, be better podcasters and really get our message out where 
we need it to be to the people we need it to be to and to really refine what we're saying. And so I'm super excited to have a fellow podcaster on the show today. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Lissa. Yeah, well, it sounds like everything's all figured out now when you listen to my bio. <laughs> but <laughs> if I take you back, you know, back to my 30s, life was way too busy, like I said in there. And and I just I thought that's just how life was, right? Like, oh, I'm in the season of life where I've got young kids and I'm also growing a business and my husband was also serving in the military. So I had that, um, that I was balancing as well. And so I honestly wore busy as a badge of honor. I think like most women, yeah, right. Like, I think we, we, we find our value, we find our identity, we find our worth in being busy and doing, 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 Mm -hmm. um, but I vividly remember standing on the stairs. I remember my daughter was on my hip. My hubby was across the ocean on a deployment and there were like 101 things on my to-do list. And I remember just having this, like this sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach because nothing was getting done or at least not very well. And I was literally dropping balls left and right. I was like, I'm just, I was frustrated. I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted. Most of the time I was showing up, right. I would get my kids to where they needed to be. I would show up for my business the way I needed to, but I wasn't really fully there. Have you ever had that happen where like your body is somewhere, but like your mind is way Um, somewhere. That is pretty much how I live this midlife right now. I always have like 9,000 things in my head and I have been known to completely like zone out during a conversation with someone. And then I'm like, I have no idea what they just said to me. And so did I agree to something or, you know, right? Because you're like thinking about all of these other things that you have to do. And yeah, I I can relate. Yeah. And that's why I call it my should do list, right? Because sometimes I remember I would be sitting with my kids playing, you know, Legos or Barbies, but my head was thinking about all the things I should do, whether it was something for the house or something for church or something for my business, right? Or I'd be working on something for church or for my business. And I'd be thinking about the things I should do with my kids or my hubby. And I was always controlled by there was someone or something else that needed my attention. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't really felt fully present in the moment. And, you know, and if you were to ask me back in the day, how is life lately? I would have given the answer I hear from most women today. And do you know what that answer is? I have no clue. It is some form of the word busy, busy, Uh, busy, busy. Oh, always busy, staying busy, just, just busy. Right. And it's like, we throw that word around. Yes. And really, again, I don't think that's what we truly desire. Even though we may wear it like that badge of honor, I don't Mm -hmm. think it's what we desire because think about this. You and I are of the generation where there was actually a telephone that hung on a wall with a cord, (laughs) right? Yeah. And if you were to call me and I was on the phone with someone else, guess what? You would get what? A busy signal. Busy signal. You'd get that. Which basically would tell you, hey, this is not available right now for you. Okay. Now, now you can make that mean, mean what you want it to, right? But I think when we are always not only telling other people that we're busy, we're also telling ourselves we're busy. Mm -hmm. Every time I say, oh, I'm just busy or life is busy or whatever. It's like, we're, we're putting that thought in our mind and we're starting to believe that over and over again. And guess what? Then we aren't available for people and things that matter when they matter because we're distracted or we're busy with something else. And we're just worn out, worn out from being busy because I think even 
as women, we just feel like we can't say no to anything. Mm. And so that just adds to our plate. And in this day and age, everybody wants to be creative and we try to be more creative than we were in the past. And then we just keep adding all of those things to our plate to make us even more busy. Right, right. And I think we feel, I call them the shuns. We have expectations, Mm -hmm. which are what everybody else thinks we should be doing. Yes. We have obligations, which are what we think we should be doing. Yes. And then we have distractions, which are all the other things of the world and of the enemy, right? Yes. That a shiny object, right? Squirrel. And then we're, yep. you know, our brain, our body is, is yep. going off in a hundred directions. And then we yes. wonder why, like you said, we're exhausted at the end of the day. And how many times have you dropped in bed exhausted and thought to yourself, what did I even get done today? I know. I know. Like I was doing it all day long, but you can't literally put your finger on what you did that really mattered. Or maybe there was one little thing in the midst of, you know, this whole pile of stuff, or you're looking at your list and you're focusing on the gap of all the things I didn't get done. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Look at, you know, the 28 things I didn't get done. You know, who cares about the two? Like, great. But, (laughs) you know, we go to bed like just defeated because we, we weren't enough. Right. And we didn't yep. have enough time. And that's yes. something I hear over and over from women is I don't have enough time. Yeah. And what we start saying to ourselves and thinking, we start believing that then leads to what we're feeling and then what we're doing or not doing. And guess what? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You end up not having enough time because you told yourself you didn't have enough time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about what you can bring to my women as someone who is doing the thing that you love to do. And some, my women, some of them are ready to just flip in their career. They're ready to start something new. And I think you've got some great tips for them today. Hmm. You know what? This is such a, it's so interesting this time in life. And for most of us, it hits around midlife. You know, some people ask some of these questions earlier on, but I think for a lot of us, we get to a point where either our kids are to an age that they don't need us in the same way they did, mm-hmm. or we get to this place in our career or maybe a business or, you know, something we've been doing for a while. And we just kind of push pause and say, wow, first of all, who am I? <laughs> I remember looking in the mirror when I turned 40 and being like, who is that girl? Right. I like, know. not only did I see some wrinkles and a little bit, you know, of, of extra around the belly, but I just, I I was like, wow, like, who am I outside of just the roles of what I do? And, and how, where did time go? How did I get here to this place? Right. But then more importantly, it was, we can wallow in all that. Cause then we have the shoulda, woulda, couldas, right? Like Mm -hmm. I should have done this. I could have done this. I would have done this. And then we're just going to stay stuck in the same place. But I would rather say, okay, now where am I going? Like, where is God leading me in this next season of life? You know, how, how is, how am I growing forward? When you think about a, you're driving down the road in your car, right? You have a rear view mirror and you also have a big windshield. Mm-hmm. Notice the difference in the proportion of the rear view mirror and the windshield. Mm-hmm. Yes. The rear view mirror is much smaller. Now that doesn't mean you should never look in it. Cause there are definite times that you should be looking in that rear view mirror and it is yes. going to give you some perspective that you really need. However, exactly. If you're driving down the road, looking in the rear view mirror, we've got a problem, right? Exactly. You're going to be off in the ditch, right? And now you're going to waste a whole lot of time and money and heartache and whatever, right? In the ditch, trying to get out, get yourself out, right? And so it's really that like looking forward. And that's what I love about this season of life because 
we are just at a place where it's like, I don't just want to be busy. I don't want to mm-hmm. be just running on the hamster wheel. I don't just want to be checking boxes. I don't just want to be marking off days on the calendar. I want to do things that are meaningful, that are what I'm called to, that are what's mm-hmm. really going to help me to pour into the people that God's called me to, whether that's my family, whether that's through clients in a business, whether that's through a community and church. And I think we start asking these questions as we start realizing time is precious. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah. I, I have a jar on my, on my um, desk right behind me and it's got marbles in it. And I have a hundred marbles in there. And that's a way that I try to make something like time, something more tangible that I can actually like get my hands on. Mm-hmm. So I had one grandma who lived 102 and I have another grandma who lived in 98. Wow. So I figure if I split the difference, I'm going for a hundred, right? So between my two jars, I have a hundred marbles. That's amazing. I love that story. And that, well, it gets better. So here's what I do with them. Okay. So one jar is the years I've already lived, right? That's the rear view mirror. I can't go back and change those things, right? Right. It's all in the rear view mirror, but I can be grateful for everything that was in those years, the good and the bad, right? The easy and the hard, Yes. you know, the joys and the pain, like, because it it's all in there. The other jar is the years I have yet to live, right? Mm -hmm. Those I don't know for sure what's around the next corner. I don't know what's going to come across, you know, at that next intersection. I don't know what's on the other side of that mountain or whatever, as I'm heading that direction. So I have faith about that part of my time because it's not in my hands. It's in God's hands, right? Exactly. I'm actively, but what I can do is I'm actively driving and I'm holding on to the one marble that I have sitting out, which is the moment I'm in. That is the only piece of time that I can actually do something about right? And I can intentionally do something about it, or I can just kind of, you know, leave it by the wayside. Um, Now this year I turned 50. So officially next year, I will start losing my marbles because my jars will now have more in the years. Right, right, right. Than in the years yet to live. But, you know, I think when you start thinking about time and like, you know, just the finiteness of it, you start thinking about how you use it and making sure that you're not just spending it, on things that don't really matter, but you're investing it on something that's going to bring a return. So I think it starts first with that perspective around our time and and seeing the value in it, seeing Mm -hmm. it as a gift from God, seeing it as something that we are called to steward. And here's the thing. If God thought you needed more than 24 hours in your day, guess what? He would have given it to you. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because he gives us exactly what we need for what he's called us to. And yet we complain that we don't have enough time. Right. Um, and I want to I want to stop you there for just yeah. a second, because that's one of the things that I have been. Um, I'm, I've always been a big Twitter person and people are always like, I don't have enough time. I can't. I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. And I one of the posts that I made years ago was we all have 24 hours in a day. Some of us manage those 24 hours better than others. And so mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. And I've been taking some notes as we were talking and we we look in that rear view mirror as that that's stuff that we've lost and we mm-hmm. can't recover, which is possibly true, but God doesn't look at it that way either. And he can always redeem your time for yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. so, yes, you maybe have wasted some time, but God has all this time because he, he doesn't have the same time constructs as we have. And so he can utilize the time that you have still yet. And so it is never too late to pivot and do what it is God has called you to do and step fully into your purpose. Exactly. And I love second Corinthians nine, eight, that says, 
And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work, right? Like he has given us plenty of time, more than enough time, an abundance of time for what we're called to. I think the problem is, and we kind of alluded to this earlier, we're saying yes to a lot of not important things. Exactly. A lot of temporal things, you know, let's be honest. We have this device that follows us like an extra appendage. And I guarantee if we were to right now, open up our phones, myself included, I have to do this too. And look at our screen time. Yeah. We would find that we actually do have time. We're just giving it away to something else. Exactly. I actually have like, I get the weekly report. I think it comes on Sunday afternoon and oh my goodness, sometimes I'll get that. And I'm like, how in the world? And that's only two apps that it gives me that for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give me for all the other things that I'm looking at on there. And so it's it's very eye opening to get that when you get that weekly report and see how much time you've wasted. Wow. So wow. I try very hard to be very cognizant of my time. And I I love saying this on here because we're all women and that's my bathroom time. If I want to look at social media, I double dip on my time and I use right. That's good multitasking. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So if I want to look, that's when I do it. But here's the thing. Here's the test. If I were to say to you right now, if you could give me an hour, I'll give you a million dollars. Do you think you could find an hour in your day? I, I'm sure. sure, Right. Because it's (laughs) not really about the time. Mm -hmm. It's about the value. Yes. Right. I mean, the same thing happened when we had our first child laid in our arms in the hospital. Prior to that moment, we were not sitting around twiddling our thumbs thinking, you know, I should bring some some being into my life that is going to suck up 24 seven of my time for the next 18 plus years. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. But what happens when that baby gets put in your arm? No matter how busy you were up until that moment, you yep. find time to take care of them. So yes. really, it's not a time issue. That is our excuse. Yes. It's really a priority and what we're valuing. And you yes. know what I I listen to time management gurus, right? I listen to all the people that are like, get this planner, make these time blocks, do this kind of to-do list, use this app. And I I will say there are great tools and I I I use a lot of them, but mm-hmm. here's the here's what they're all missing. They think, and they're telling you that the solution to your busyness, the solution to your not having enough time is to just better organize your calendar and your to-do list. Right. And if you could just better organize it, then you'll be good. Right. Right. But let me just ask you a question. When was the last time you organized something and it stayed that way, like for a really, really long time, whether it was a cabinet, whether it was a closet, whether it was your calendar, your office, your Mm -hmm. desk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Things naturally go from order to disorder. That yes. is law of entropy, right? Yep. And so what that tells me is it's not really an organization problem. It's yes. really a heart, a disordered heart. Yes. What am I valuing? What am I prioritizing? What am I choosing to believe and then choosing to do? That is really where our time issue starts. And so when mm-hmm. when I help women with this, we don't just jump into the calendar because that's where we want to point the finger, right? Or we point the finger at like, well, this is just a busy season because my kids, blah, 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 or my hubby, blah, 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 or my business, blah, 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 or the holidays, blah, 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 right? right? Like we we have all kinds of ways that we can point the finger at all these things outside of us. Yes. And guess what? When those things like are past, when your kids moved out of the house, when the holidays were over, when that project was done, 
I'm pretty sure you still felt busy. It just was something else. Exactly. Exactly. We always replace it with something else. Yeah. Ladies, I'm going to stop right here for today because there's a lot that I want you to mull over and think about that has already been said. For the next few days, really think about where you spend your time and whether or not you are using excuses for not having enough time. Is it because you're over committing yourself? Is it because you're not prioritizing the correct things in your life? And then I want you to join us back here on Friday for part two of my conversation with Lissa. Lissa is going to give you three steps to own, O-W-N, your time. OWN is an acronym that she uses to help you redeem your time. So come back on Friday so you can get the second half and those three important steps. I will see you back here on Friday. Bye-bye. 